0: Now more than ever, it's important to show support for your team and your community. Visa and the National Football League know that local businesses help your community move the ball down the field. Small businesses everywhere are overcoming challenges in these new times thanks to teammates like you and Visa. Because when everyone pitches in, everyone benefits. Being loyal to local businesses ignites growth and supports all of us and our communities. Because they know that where you shop matters, Visa urges you to support local retailers who are making shopping safe and reliable. And remember, tap to pay with a contactless Visa wherever you see the contactless symbol to help support your community. Visa, official partner of the NFL. All
1: right, everybody working up. Everybody's working. With
2: that time's yours.
0: Friends, at this point, you, you may or may not know, I love a good superhero movie. I like Star Wars. I like it. You know, there, there are plenty of movies I haven't seen. We've covered that on this podcast. But, you know, a, a, a big blockbuster with a, a hero and a villain and the, 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 the light and the dark, good versus evil, the, the underdog versus the favorite. I like those movies, just generally speaking. But I think we have a problem with them. I think that the Chiefs have broken our ability to use movies as analogies because at this point, partially thanks to what Lamar Jackson said after the Chiefs absolutely thumped the Baltimore Ravens for multiple hours last night. I think the Chiefs now are both, like, Thanos and the Avengers and Kryptonite and Superman and Luke Skywalker and the Death Star. I don't—there's just nobody else to really take up the other side of any of these mantles. They're just kind of all of those things all at once. And I think football's over. I guess we'll see, like, if Russell Wilson's still good in February. Otherwise, I think, like, we could put this show on hiatus and just come back in several months. I just—
1: As I said, the last time on this podcast, um, they were supposed to lose, right? (laughs) Right? Like they were, they they supposed (laughs) to be two and one. (laughs) Um, They, they, did somebody show them the screenshot of everybody on ESPN's broadcast? Shout out to them.
0: Oh boy, they were they tweeted about it. They, they sure saw it
1: afterwards, but I didn't they didn't see it didn't beforehand. Hey boys, before you go out on that field, uh, let me just show you this. Cause for about, I don't know, 50 of the 60 minutes last night, it was a beat down of um, <laughs> epic proportions. I mean, wow. Um, yeah, they're 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 still the best team. So great that we've now established that, and Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is still counting numbers on his fingers, kids. Because the last <laughs> time he did that, he just, he he just threw four touchdowns. He said after that, he just threw four <laughs> touchdowns. That was
0: one, two, three, four touchdowns. The last four.
1: time he did that I was in Chicago. Him. Just to remind the Bears that you know I was I was the tenth pick. Sure, I I might have added ten other numbers to my. Number five jersey from college. I mean, say whatever you will, but Patrick Mahomes, don't forget y'all that y'all put him <laughs> as the fourth best player in this <laughs> league. When I don't know, he's never lost in September. Um,
0: or throw an interception. Or throw an September.
1: interception. I, 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 <laughs> like, look. Sometimes the league does its best to give you the most. Competitive football game that there can be at a specific time in the season. Everything was built on this. Uh, they were just playing football, guys. I thought the season was going to start last night. Uh, Chiefs stay healthy. Season's over. Okay, I, I know that's a little. <laughs> right. I know it's a little over the top on a Tuesday morning, but. As, as Seth is about to explain to us, I I, I I got nowhere to go, y'all. I I'm trying to be objective. Um it's really hard right now.
0: They haven't even really stayed healthy. Seth, your thoughts.
2: Um
1: <laughs> I have so
2: so many thoughts. Pick one. Pick one. We'll keep taking turns. Pick one. I, I'm gonna I, I'm I'm looking at a article um on around the NFL. I, I gotta pick two, I'm sorry. One, CBS just tweeted something asking whose shrug game was better, Mahomes or Michael Jordan, which guys, Jordan's was in the NBA finals. I mean let's- <laughs> <laughs> easy easy at least at least it's not at least it's not a like it's at least they're comparing him to Jordan and it's i thought you were
0: going to say like who's shrug game is better mahomes or lamar jackson and then before i even thought you were going to say that i was like oh yeah no that comparison would be no. dumb now because it, it one of be. those is a fire breathing dragon and one <laughs> is like one of, one of them is like a oh. really good knight in shining armor but he got sort of like shrek
2: style charred to pieces yeah no so th- i love that by the way that's awesome and i just love the fact that you know <laughs> oh oh he's got four touchdowns and literally like everyone's quote tweeting this like okay guys guys you're counting to four come on just say his it.
0: His, just, his i'm sorry before anyone tweets about it uh, to us his trainer and fiance were like yeah that's he's talking about <laughs> yeah, the yeah list. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. His trainer and fiance are like, yeah, please rank him at four again. Please, please do it. And then, but every player, the Chiefs account, Mahomes, with a grin that would best be described as shark like, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I just did uh, four touchdowns. What? I don't know what you're talking about. It's like when I, it's like the the, the look on his face was like when my wife brought home chickens without asking me. And she's just like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. What do you, what do you, what do you mean? What, what, do you think there's something in the van? There's nothing in the van. What? what? There's, and there's she's just smiling at me. Chickens in the backyard. And, <laughs> and the look in her eyes is the same thing. It's, it's, to, to paraphrase the great and venerable Nathaniel Taylor, he knew. That we knew. Yes. That he
1: knew. Yes. That we knew exactly
2: what he was counting. And he just sat there, just lying. And it was great. And so I, I, here's, but here's, here's where the, the quote that I was looking for this around the NFL article, which is about the Ravens. And we got a lot to talk about, I know, but, you know, they're, they're going to start to go through some questions because this is what happens, right? The Chiefs haven't had to go through this too much because they won a championship in Mahomes' second year as a starter. The, here's a quote from uh, Calius Campbell after the game. I'm looking forward to playing them again. No, you're not. I that That's the second part was <laughs> me, by the way. That wasn't just his inner monologue escapee. <laughs> no, you're not, Calius. <laughs> Shut up, Calius. That would have been funny. Hey, listen I been, to this though. I this, been worried. This, yeah. this, this second part. I'm fairly confident that if we play like we're capable, we can hang with those guys. Mm. Ooh. Mm. That's the hope. That's I'm and you're not even that confident. You're fairly confident mm-hmm. that if you mm-hmm. play your best game, you can hang with the Chiefs. That's who the Chiefs are right now. A team where the 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 team that was supposed to be the best team in the NFL because I, it was so funny I was tweeting passive aggressive things before the game because you know I'm from Minnesota and that's what we do, and, and I was just like man I just I just hope the Chiefs can keep it within two scores based on what I'm seeing <laughs> I, and and it was just one of those like are people forgetting and so we got a lot to talk about but that's my first takeaway Calius Campbell who's a great player who saved the the Ravens a touchdown on a screenplay well I mean he didn't save them a mm. touchdown because the touchdown got scored eventually but um. He's a great player, and he's one of the players that was brought in to be a Chiefs beater. Mm. And his hope is, if they play their best game, he's fairly confident they can hang with the Chiefs. Yikes. Was that both takeaways, or is that just one of them that was, it felt like a two-parter? I want to make sure you get it in. I, I Much like Patrick Mahomes, I'm counting to four every time I do anything right now. So I think that was about four takeaways.
1: Look, That's fair. Look, okay, I don't... I I really counted the roster. Okay, there there's there's these times where you're like, okay, let's logically think through this.
0: Hmm.
1: Um what what where does Anthony Sherman rank on passing options? Um <laughs> by my count, ladies and gentlemen, he's the Chiefs' 14th. What about Eric Fisher? 14th passing option. <laughs> yeah, which would make Eric Fisher probably 15th, right? That's a great point by Eric, Eric Fisher <laughs> Wasn't even on the list until last night when I put him 15. And that's based on active players who I guess are eligible technically to catch footballs if Nick Allegretti is on the field. So, I mean, uh, look, if you're not a Ravens fan, if you're not someone from Baltimore, if you're not employed by the Baltimore Ravens, Last night came down to a lot of laughter because I just, yeah. I just don't know how. When Andy Reid decides to to when Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, and Patrick Mahomes basically decide, yeah, we need to show them that um, we've we've been we've been taking care of business, we've been handling business all off season for you. I I don't I don't know. I I mean. Mr. Campbell, we have great respect. Mr. Peters, um, they're going to take what you're great at and use it against you. Um, Mm -hmm. Mr. – you know, just – hey, they're going to be blitzing, and I respect that the Ravens were like, nope, this is who we are. Sure, we could be like the Niners. We could be like the Chargers. No, we (laughs) are going to keep bringing it. Actually, (laughs) you know we're going to keep bringing it. Actually – Hey, I'm raising my hand. I'm blitzy. <laughs> like, 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 hey, I'm a linebacker. I'm a corner. I'm blitzy. And respect him for doing that. And then he just knifed them in the most, I don't know, destructive game Patrick Mahomes has ever had. Where he was, he threw 202 yards when they blitzed him. Three touchdowns. 16 of 19. I mean, the guy's a death star. I, I uh, you're right. You're right, Josh. The Chiefs are officially an operational Death Star. They've already won a Super Bowl. I, I just, what you supposed to do, man? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. What, are literally, what are you supposed to do? And that, and that's the question that I think a lot of defensive coordinators, i.e. Beal Belichick, is asking mm-hmm. himself. Um, Because I don't, I don't know what the answer is, other than maybe the Chiefs self-destruct. But when does that happen? Because they, they're, they're, right. they they've won twelve straight games. I I
0: tweeted this yesterday, but like we saw what uh, what Bill Belichick looked like just kind of from the lab last week as he was in there and he came out looking like wearing a sackcloth and ashes uh, with all the holes in his sweater and everything, and that was to prepare for the Raiders. He's going to do his pressers this week fully nude. He's not going to have time to put (laughs) clothes on. And I'm sorry for this, but he's not going to have time to put clothes on because he's just going to sit naked in his office just going through this game film over and over again. And then, and and just, I think, I think Bill Belichick might retire this week because he's just like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. I'd rather not. I, you know what? You know, for the first time in <laughs> my life, I'm looking at football, and I think I know. No football I would not like to, to play you this week. I would like to take a break. <laughs> I think I'm going to go to the beach again. I'm going to go back and sit on that dock that I sat on while I waited to sign Cam Newton for seven dollars later in the offseason. I'll be there. Thanks. Um, here's my thing. Here's another thing. We, I, we, let's just let's just keep let's just keep going around. Let's go around the room a few times. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know I like a stat. You know we, you know this this show I think requires you to be at least at least a little fluent in things like uh, expected points at it. We talk about it often. Oh yes, a little of course. EPA, of course. If you don't understand it super well, that's okay. Uh, you, it's it's a pretty functional stat. Patrick Mahomes averaged 0.75 expected points added per play last night. Now, you might say, now what does that mean? Well, let's go ahead and like round up a little bit. That means every two times that Patrick Mahomes dropped back, he was adding an average of one and a half expected points to what the Chiefs were doing. I can't. I. I can't really explain how much that is (laughs) on a regular. Patrick Mahomes on the game, his EPA was 36.2 purely on his dropbacks. He added uh he added a little more on the ground also I believe. And you know that that would have counted as dropbacks. That would have been a dropback that ran. So excuse me, never mind. 36.2 expected points added from Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson, a very good quarterback who had a, a not very good game. His, his EPA on the day was uh, negative 10 and a half. Yeah, that's right, folks. Those numbers can go negative. You wouldn't know it by watching Patrick Mahomes play or looking at any of his advanced numbers, but uh, it's unfathomable. You can go to like normal stats beyond that and the fact that, like he hasn't thrown an interception in the month of September that the Chiefs don't like, this, this was the least trouble I think they've had. No, it was. This is the least mm-hmm. trouble they've had with the Ravens. Yep. Even though one of those games we say, like, hey, guys, you know, that one wasn't as close late as it looked because they were kind of, you know, Patrick, uh, Lamar Jackson was kind of, like, throwing some YOLO balls and they were going in the Ravens' favor. This one we didn't even need. We don't need to couch this one at all. Other than if we've talked enough about Patrick Mahomes for the moment, for the time being, the defense gave up 13 points in this game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And and I, the one thing I would like to not do on today's show, I don't know how either of you guys feel about this. I imagine we'll probably agree on this front. I do not want to spend any time in today's show talking about how the Ravens aren't actually as good as we thought they were. I still think the Ravens are pretty clearly the second best team in the AFC. They're just 100% wearing silver. It's not 1A <laughs> and 1B. It's not close. It's not neck and neck it's not it's not giant slugging it out for the top spot you have michael phelps and you got the ravens <laughs> wearing a nice old silver medal it's shiny it's a shiny silver medal you, it you, looks you, good on them it matches their uniform you can
1: go back to your country land um
0: uh, yeah, celebrated sure. yes celebrate this silver medal that we're a great football team we're number two they definitely are You know, and then you can figure out, all right, Bills and Patriots and Steelers, lots of teams competing for that bronze. It is number one with a bullet for the Chiefs at this point. It's not close. There is not an argument. This was not a fluke. They are the best team in the AFC by a country mile. I mean, I feel confident they're the best team in the NFL, but if they're not, we'll find out in February if the Seahawks make it there.
1: The the thing that you have to remember in all of this is that there's no locker room access and we all understand so why we all trying yeah. to stay healthy out here in these streets. I completely <laughs> understand, <laughs> but can, and I, I put this on Twitter. Can you just, can you just visualize the quotes that would have came out of that locker room last Ugh. night? Ugh. I just, the energy, the vibe in that bad boy. I mean the Chiefs communication staff, which is by and large a respectable group that does its job to the best of their abilities. Could not hey, don't praise, don't praise them too much. Could, that was poof, that was effusive. Could they just could not prevent these dudes from bum rushing they phones after the game <laughs> to tell you, oh, y'all thought them boys was gonna get us? Hell, I don't even have to do the gift for Says, Hey man, in the first half. AK La thought they had us, bro. I don't need to have that gift ready, okay? (laughs) Like, they're out here shouting out Eric Fisher and Anthony Sherman, okay? (laughs) Um I mean Frank Clark said they took they okay? (laughs)
0: <laughs> like, that was the most—that was the most effective self-censoring I've ever heard. That was incredible. You
2: just Yeah, took that, the was, eye that out. was amazing. I thought Danielle that did was, that. That was that was nope, impressive. Just no. me. That was fantastic.
1: I mean, Travis Kelsey shouting, "Are you not entertained?" Uh, <laughs> you know, like I mean, just I—I I, I mean, it's 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 really remarkable that you know in, until this team. Can can really again? They may have another level to go up, guys. I I I just they were not flawless last night. No, and so Juan Thornhill says, I I can't wait to see what the experts have to say in the morning on their shows. Looking at you, Skip. Um, (laughs) Skip. I I just I mean I can just scroll through all of them. I mean it's just whoo. I mean they. They they, they they were ready to tell all y'all that mm. you know and me included cause hey if I can't pick y'all to lose this game what other game can I pick y'all to lose in mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. They, they were just they were just sprinting to their phones and they were just like please listen to us please respect us <laughs> please let me just disrespect the Ravens all over they field all over their city Ooh. all over the universe <laughs> you know this, I, I know, Josh, you know, you, we don't want
2: to spend a lot of time on the Ravens. Um, I kind of want to spend a little time on them because... Oh, no, that's
0: totally, I think you should, because the opponent here absolutely matters.
2: It, it does. And and Baltimore is a very, very good team. I do think very people good. have prematurely called them a great team. Um, I don't know if you can be a great team doing what they've done over the last couple of years. Now, mm-hmm. you know, they, they've done some record-breaking stuff. So so I'm, I'm trying to be careful because I, I, what I've noticed is people are really ready to jump on the, the bandwagon. You know, Lamar Jackson's, you know, not a quarterback. He's a running back. That's silly. Lamar Jackson's a very, very good quarterback. So a couple things. You can juxtapose Mahomes and Jackson, though, really clearly. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. And I would just say if you really want to look at it, watch what happened to Jackson – in that fourth quarter, gotta have it drive. When Spagnolo just said, "You know what I'm gonna do? I'm going to blitz the crap out of you."
1: And just, yeah. I mean, just unleash three straight absolute, plays. I think three straight, huh? three straight plays. Oh, yeah. of zero blitzing. Okay, oh, there's they, nobody
2: <laughs> back there. <laughs> no, and they just and, and and Jackson needs to work on his protection calls. Like, mm. the, these pre-snap things. The, the, look at the number of free rushers Jackson faced when the Chiefs blitz. And then go watch some of these. Mahomes is, like, out here. <laughs> Again, to paraphrase it. He's out here just like, all right. I'm going to look at the field. Hey, 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 Eric. You see that dude right there? He's going to mm. blitz. All right. Hey, hey, Kelechi. That dude over there, he's going to stunt. Up. And that, that's not what protection callouts sound like. But just notice how many times they picked <laughs> up that blitz. That's a quarterback thing, and Lamar Jackson is an excellent quarterback, but you can see in terms of on a level of pre-snap processing, it's not even close, and it's just something to note. Jackson's an excellent quarterback, but you can see the difference between him and Mahomes if you just watch the difference in those drives, and I would also note something We talked about this a little bit last week where it seems like the Chiefs and the Ravens were getting gauged coming to this game based on how they played their most recent opponents, which is common. That's what happens Mm -hmm. and not how they play each other. This is a really good reminder that football is a game of matchups and how team A does against team B doesn't necessarily affect how team A does against team C. Because Mm -hmm. it really is about matchups. The Chargers play the Chiefs much tougher than the Ravens. I think that's an undisputed fact at this point. Even though I'm guessing the Ravens, if they played the Chargers tomorrow on a neutral field, I bet they'd run them out of the building. Yep, would absolutely smoke them. And and it's just, it's matchups. And now I think we're seeing, unless you have a very specific talent set on defense, and I mean very specific, including like having a Bosa like we talked about last week yep. like you need a bosa and you also Where's need Ethan, another elite Ethan
1: Ethan Fine Baltimore and Bosa do they are they do they still are they still making kids is that is that is that lovely couple <laughs> wherever they are in Florida are they still getting down <laughs> unprotected so... can they still birth another uh, another much <laughs> much like Lamar Stumps. Jackson last night yeah. full, fully unprotected like can, yeah. they, no. can they can they can they birth us another bosa who can do you rush think the if passers?
0: the bosa family adopts like an 18 year old like suddenly that would just count? yeah like, the ravens can't wait 22 years completely, they gotta, completely they gotta on the table quick yes completely on the they table they gotta they gotta rush ship one for sure yep.
2: and, and so <laughs> they they it's just it's a game of matchups and the ravens match up badly against the chiefs for a variety of reasons one of which being i mean i i know andy Reid loves john harbaugh Mm -hmm. But Andy Reid, like, walked across the field and just very, very politely and nicely and in a way that was socially distant, just snatched John's heart out of his chest, put it in his pocket and walked away because, I mean, John was just thoroughly, thoroughly outcoached. Like every now and then, you know, we get that Andy Reid game where he is like 20 steps ahead. That's why I was so disappointed Mm -hmm. when Darwin Thompson fumbled because Reid was like 20 steps ahead of John at that point. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny to watch because it's just like, oh, my God, they're gaining like 20 yards every play. And you start to almost feel bad. And so that's just a couple things there. Like in terms of matchups, I I don't know if the Ravens have got it figured out. Now, I'm not saying they can't. They're a well-coached team. They got a lot of talent. Um, but I don't know if their, if their style of defense, well, well, they can't play that style of defense against the chiefs. I'm actually Not writing anymore. about that right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and we talked about this last week. We talked about this. I feel like a genius. I've been saying to everyone who would listen. And by the way, I'm wrong about most things. I've been right about like three things <laughs> in my life, who I married, um, following Jesus and Patrick Mahomes. Those Woo! are like the three things I've gotten right in my life. And, <laughs> Go and change I, your Twitter bio to that right now. <laughs> I, I really need to. That was good. Um, it was. But I've got a fourth thing now, and it's you cannot beat Patrick Mahomes and we'll add Andy Reid into this, this current Chiefs constructed team, you cannot beat them with blitz packages, with these zero blitz Mm -hmm. game plans. It's not 2018 anymore. Patrick Mm -hmm. Mahomes is not flummoxed by your zero blitz. He's just not. He's instead getting the ball out to Travis Kelsey or Clyde Edwards Hilaire right where your blitz is vacant. You know, yeah. you got like this third nine or third and six to Kelsey late in the game. You get, you know, this, you know, a third and nine to 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 Ceh. It just he just gets the ball out, and then on the off chance that it's like, oh man, they do have a free blitzer. Well, I guess I should just run around and kind of you know jump fake and <laughs> get them. It <laughs> just you know, it's just like the, he mentally broke that defense, and you could see it, which. I mean, there's so many moments to talk about, and this one wasn't a Mahomes one, although Humphreys just had a great, like, just grabbing his helmet in, like, agony after that completion. I think it was to Hardman. And earlier in the game, uh, uh, how do you say it? Judon? Judon? Yes, Judon. Judon, yeah. Judon. Oh, we said it differently. oh oh <laughs> yeah. 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 Thank the- you for the help. <laughs> <laughs> after that... It's early. Okay, and we gotta we got to talk about this. This... After the, it, that's not a shovel pass to Sherman. It was a, what was that? It, was, it a, was a finger roll. He bowled it to he, him. It's a bowling. It's
0: a bowling ball. That's
2: what he it he is. He bowled it. Yeah, he bowled a touchdown to Anthony Sherman, and you saw Judon's
0: Matthew. soul. We call him Matthew
2: here. Matthew here. <laughs> we call we saw Matthew's soul just. Not leave his body because I, I refuse to believe that his Imago Day was taken from him in that moment, but it was close. And he just, I think, I, you know what? I think it might've been. I think it might've been. Might been. Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing can separate you except Patrick Mahomes. And that's like the one thing you just saw. I mean, they were just beaten, just mentally beaten. Cause even on where they played well, it just didn't matter. You know, people can say, oh, Marcus Peters. Now he did give up that hardman touchdown. Peters made a bad play there. It happens. It sometimes happens. he makes great picks. Sometimes, sometimes he gets beat. And Reed took advantage of him a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the touchdown to Hill, there's nothing you can do about that.
1: Beautiful it's, coverage. It's perfect coverage. It's just yeah. as 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 our good friend Lewis Riddick said, it's like Patrick Mahomes has to literally hand the ball to Tyreek Hill's hands. And guess what? He literally threw the ball as if it was being handed to Tyreek Hill's <laughs> hands. Like like <sighs> It's third! It's from the 20 yard line. On a two wide receiver set, tight end, fullback, and I don't know, Darrell Williams in the backfield. As I wrote in the story, everything in the information, pre snap, tells the Baltimore Ravens, hey man, they're running the ball here. It's it's play action, just 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 a straight dagger. Just a straight dagger to your best cornerback. Like mm-hmm. <sighs> continues, continue.
2: Oh, that that really that, that really was it. I just want people to know, I mean, the Ravens are pro they're gonna win a lot of games. I'm guessing they're a competitive. Their schedule group. is a bunch of is a bunch of dog food. I'll say food. <laughs> Outside of Pittsburgh. They're gonna they're <laughs> gonna win thirteen or fourteen games. Let's still yeah. still. They're 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 going to who I don't even know who they play next week. I am I'm, I'm kinda hoping for their sake they got a little bit Washington. of Washington next week. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Washington. They play Washington. They played yeah, the that's football fair. team next week. They play the Washington football team. And I think Chase Young is hurt. I, I just. Yep. Uh, it, yeah. it is a. It, we need to remember, and, and I forget this a lot too. And this is not, oh, goodness. This is not a shot across the bow about any other issue mm. because Mm-mm. I believe in analytics. I believe in the numbers. But it is worth remembering that one of the reasons why we need to take all things into account is because it is a game of matchups and how two teams do against other teams isn't necessarily or even probably reflective of how they'll do against one another. And right now, much like, say, the Patriots were for the Chiefs for a few years there, right? Or, you know, name your other team, you know, the, the Titans were for the Chiefs for a few years. Or the Steelers? Oh, good lord! Remember the Steelers when they would just destroy the Chiefs every time mm-hmm. they played, no matter how good the Chiefs looked in other games. It's mm-hmm. a similar thing for the Ravens right now. the The Chiefs are their they they're their Detroit Pistons. They are their Pittsburgh Steelers, their New England Patriots. They match up badly against the Chiefs, and now they know that. We know that. The, every man looking at some of the Ravens, you know, coverage. They know that it's just bad. And so it's just worth keeping in mind, you know, football really is a game of matchups. And right now the Ravens don't have it in terms of against the chiefs, their best hope this year in the playoffs, watching these two teams match up is that the chargers somehow go on a run and meet the chiefs in the playoffs, or maybe the, the Titans or the Patriots meet the chiefs in the playoffs. Cause Bill Belichick, let me tell you, he's not going to abandon the run with Cam Newton. So, I mean, so their best hope is that another team takes out the Chiefs at this point. Maybe next year things are a little different, and maybe we'll see. Maybe they'll have a completely new scheme come playoffs. But as of right now, their best hope is that someone else takes the Chiefs out. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person any time, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
0: To that end, uh, early in the game, by the time Harrison Butker missed that extra point, I, I take like copious notes during the course of a game. It might be the most surprising individual thing about me because no, I don't feel like much about me uh, oozes. He takes notes, but I do. I take a lot of <laughs> notes in a Google Doc over the course of a game, and I decided whenever they missed that extra point, you know what I'm going to start doing? I'm going to start highlighting things in green and in red whenever it's like that was stolen or like, yeah, that was an excellent thing or whenever there's like points left on the board. And I'd like to just take a moment to go through what I'm calling some of my red highlights. <laughs> in the first half, Harrison Bucker missed an extra point. Yep. Later on, there were some mistakes. They ended up scoring anyway because they're the Chiefs. On their third offensive drive, it was they went three and out. They went three and out on their third drive after putting up six points. At that point in the game, there was some pressure. Mahomes either led Kelsey a little too far. Or he didn't get out of his break quite right. Didn't get his head around something happened there. Third and four, they end up just they end up punting and going three and out. Mm-hmm. Later, uh, you you have the drive at the end of the half where you could have made an argument that McCole Hardman should have made an, what would have been an excellent yes. pass, an excellent catch. But at the very least, Harrison Bucker should not have missed that field goal. The The Ravens returned a kickoff amongst all of that for a touchdown because the Chiefs, for whatever reason, and Dave Tobe's going to talk about this later this week, I'm sure, and he's not going to love talking about it. He's going to. The Chiefs were purposefully kicking these balls to DuVernay, and going, yeah, go ahead, run them back. We'll think we're going to stop you short of the 25 for some reason. I don't know why they thought they were going to do that, but they didn't. And the Ravens get seven free points on special teams. The The Chiefs, 100%, just off of the foot of Harrison Butker, left four points on the board in the first half. Yep. They might have left eight points on the board in the first half if you think McCole Hardman should have made that catch. They gave up seven free points in the first half on that kickoff return. Mm-hmm. If things just – if the Chiefs get lucky at all, if they, if they just have – if they just play to the best of their abilities, it could have legitimately, maybe should have been, 35-3 to at halftime. That is not hyperbolic. That is mm-hmm. not an exaggeration. Then they come out of halftime – and Darwin Thompson puts the ball on the ground. And the Ravens recover it. Then on their next offensive drive, yeah, here we go. They have they have third and one. <laughs> they hand the ball to their first round. Pick. I'm sorry. They hand their ball the ball to an undrafted free agent from a couple years ago, Daryl Williams. And then they hand the ball to their first round. I'm sorry. They hand the ball to <laughs> Anthony Sherman. And in both instances, those guys get stuffed, and they turn the ball over at midfield. Going for it there was absolutely the right call, but they turn the ball over on downs at midfield there. And at that point that there are there's a lot of red there are a lot of points left on the board and uh and then the Ravens go score uh they they, they drive down the field Juan Thornhill was kind of there on that second goal play but a second goal I'm not saying that was I'm not saying Juan Thornhill was responsible for a touchdown there single-handedly by any means but you could have seen that going a little bit differently also at that point it's 27 to 20 when it, when the game could legitimately have been in that 40 something to three range they made mistakes and won dominantly yep. they left points on the board and won dominantly that to me might be the most impressive thing about the game offensively there are great things we haven't talked about the defense very much we will soon but that to me we we, we talk all the time about like the way that teams win games and how how i i think that matters a great deal cuz it kind of shows it shows where those teams are at in a head to head situation where they beat the Texans, just sort of thumped them boringly. Yep. They beat the Chargers, but it was stressful, and it took overtime, and it was messy. They, no no one anywhere is saying, no, nah, I still think the Ravens will beat them if they face off again in January. And the Chiefs did it without getting terribly lucky without maximizing all of their chances with a kicker who was just a god eight days ago <laughs> just just handing them back four points and then they did it by throwing touchdowns to anthony sherman and eric fisher like it's just a it's just a remarkable for all of those things to be true all of those points left on the board all of those mistakes and to still win that game with like no doubt by the end of who was significantly better in that matchup i just think is something we cannot possibly talk about enough
1: it's 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 remarkable because um as Andy Reed sort of mentioned last night yeah there, there's a lot of things that they can get better at which is which is just yeah. scary because look one of the reasons why they're trying to develop Darwin Thompson makes a lot of sense obviously you drafted him two years ago he is a player that you hope will get better as the season goes on so that he can be accounted for and relied upon in the playoffs there may be some bumps in the road in that development. That happened last night, you know, fumbling the ball um, in a critical spot. We obviously saw what happened last year when LaShawn McCoy started fumbling. He 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 never got the ball again. So mm-hmm. right. you know, they're 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 going to try to do things within the framework of the game. Um and I will say, you know, the defense in some sports you know had some issues early in the game, but then they cleaned them up. And then wisely, I think Steve Spagnuolo didn't start showing his full hand until it was much later in the game. So that Lamar Jackson had less time and less opportunities to adjust himself. Um, the team is just really one well-constructed to like the coaching staff. I mean, just outside of Dave Tobes' issues. And those are rare. Um, they they had a flawless game plan um like you mentioned oh. uh, Josh if they if they just kicked the ball into the end zone in the second quarter i mean do they have to play the second half <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah like do they do they technically have to play the second half or is it already um too too far gone for the ravens i i want to feel like the chiefs understood They have the talent. They have the coaching staff. All they needed to do was get a lead in the first quarter, or in the first half, I should say. And Mm -hmm. that is going to be the biggest issue moving forward for the Ravens. Lamar Jackson has made massive improvements as a passer, and he's still incredibly dynamic as a runner. But when everybody knows he has to pass the ball, he still has some issues there. And the Chiefs knew that getting a lead would put pressure on the Ravens in a way that they're just not comfortable playing yet. They're not comfortable playing from behind. That was clear in the divisional round against the Tennessee Titans last year when they got behind 14 points, and then it really unraveled. And similar to last night, sure, you can be who you are in terms of blitzing. Again, respect the hell out of it. But, you know, that offense has got to get better in terms of execution in terms of finding you know multiple receivers because one thing the Chiefs figured out last night was hey we get a lead and then we have Juan Thornhill and Tyron Matthew so nothing's going to get thrown over our heads well all we got to do is rally and tackle and they did that unlike last week against the Los Angeles Chargers and when they bring pressure as Seth mentioned earlier like he's like he's still growing in that area. There's still gonna be a lot of growing pains, and that was I mean, just drastically put on display. When the Chiefs are behind as a championship caliber team, like they don't really sweat it. In fact, they kind of enjoy it. Um you can't <laughs> say those things about the Ravens. I
2: you know the you you did a really nice job, Josh, and I wrote about this in terms of talking about the Chiefs didn't really have a very lucky game. That yeah. that, that, that kick return touchdown—that's the first one they've allowed since like 2010. Um, they haven't allowed a punt or a kick return since Dave Taub took over. Um, it, it was essentially a fluke. Um, they 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 basically had a couple guys blow it. If you if you look mm-hmm. at the angles, you look at what
1: they did there. Yeah, that, that's it's, it's, it's Darwin. It's, Darwin it's, did yeah, not have a good game. Yeah, it's game. mostly on Darwin Thompson there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. It, and and Darwin did not have a good game. That's gonna be tough for him. The thing is, you see that he's explosive and he runs tough and all these things, but man, you, you can't make mistakes like that on special teams and you can't fumble the ball. Like, especially when Andy Reid is feeling it. You know what I mean? Like, cause mm-hmm. you remember that's when that's when McCoy fumbled a few times, was mm-hmm. when the t- team was really driving. And that was the other thing. You know, that fumble recovery, fumble recoveries have been shown to be pretty random over time. And so, I mean, Mitch Schwartz could have just as easily recovered that. And I don't think anyone in the world, I, I think you could pull the Ravens players as to whether the Chiefs would have scored on that drive had Mitch Schwartz recovered that fumble. And they'd all be like, yeah, <laughs> they, they were, they were scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they, they dropped a couple of picks that, you know, poor Charvarius yeah. Ward, man, he had that. And it's just like, man, his hand's in a cast. You know, what are you going to do? <laughs> right. Um, but, I mean, you know, they Rogeria lost.
0: Snead was really close on the play that ended up m- yeah. messing up his collarbone. And we they, don't know the extent into that yet. A, yeah. And
2: it's worth noticing. I mean, they they didn't have one of their two starting cornerbacks, a guy who played pretty well against the Ravens last year in Bashad Breeland, mm-hmm. who is a guy mm-hmm. they like and rely on and is a good corner, guys. The Chiefs are doing this without one of their best cornerbacks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Then they lose Snead before actually, halftime. They they they've done it without
0: boat without two of their best cornerbacks because even Snead and Ward have not been on the field at the same time. Like yeah, Ward started
2: playing whenever Snead got hurt. Steve Spagnolo is coaching his tail off right now, and yeah, so I, I like that you point all that out. I mean, they they didn't have everything go their way. They had a bunch of things kind of go against them. I mean, again, like you said, they left four points clearly on the board. And you talk about maybe a drop pass, you talk about all these things. And they still beat them by a pair of touchdowns. And it just. That's gotta just be disheartening for the for the Ravens. And for the rest of the NFL, you kind of watch that and you're like, so what do we uh what do we do? And I gotta tell you, Nate, I respect the Ravens too for continuing to blitz. But it's kind of the same way that. I respect someone who's like, I, I'm trying to think of what the the proper analogy is. I mean, it's like there's a video, an, an old internet video of a, that's right, we're going this route. <laughs> I, I might have a, seen this one. Of this dude who is trying to break a car window with his head. <laughs> and it doesn't break the first time. So then he tries it a second time, and a third time, and a fourth time. And this kind of long haired fellow, I, I, it was a long time ago. I watched it. I remember watching this and thinking to myself, you know, in a twisted, depraved sort of way, as this dude slammed his head into this car window over and over, really, really hurting himself. And, you know, he's probably, you know, in his early 20s. He's too young to understand what he's doing to himself. <laughs> and and f- fine, whatever. And I remember thinking to myself, in a sick, depraved way, I kind of respect that, dude, because there's yeah. no quit there. And that's the same yeah. energy that I'm giving to the Ravens, where it's like, man, guys, I mean, fair enough. Good for you. You are who you are. Um, but, you know, I guess at a certain point, it's kind of like, you know, that old Dr. Phil, you know? And how did that work out for you? <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> eventually i think you've got to ask that question i'm working on an article right now i'm hoping to get out later today on the the you know the old you know einstein definition of insanity that Einstein probably didn't really say doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result at a certain point you got to question how things are working out for you you know it's like you know we've all got that one buddy who like you know has been single longer than anyone's comfortable with and he wonders why he can't stay in a relationship but he keeps you know being unfaithful and You know, I don't know. Ignoring the woman in public, yeah, you know things like that. It's like I don't understand why I can't keep a girlfriend. It's like, but can't you? Like, because you're doing the same thing. I mean, I don't know. Maybe none of these analogies are working out. Dude, it's it's probably her and her and her (laughs) and her (laughs) and her and her.
0: And you know what? You know what? Maybe it's not
2: her. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's you. I don't know. Yeah, it's what's it's the old hurt. expression to to just burn every expression and every analogy. You know, if, if you meet to paraphrase, if you meet one jackass during the day, you met a jackass. If you meet a hundred jackasses during the day, you're a jackass. And that's, that's good. I like that. And that's that's what happened to the Ravens. It's just they just kept up with the jackassery for far too long. And so well, I, it, that,
0: it, I don't know if this podcast has a tagline or not, but if it doesn't, there's one in there somewhere. <laughs> Times ours. Um, put up with the
2: jackassery for far too long. Um Yeah, it, it was it was just it was it was a tough performance for them. They just don't have it. And right now against the Chiefs, and the and they, the Chiefs have their number. Now they're in their heads. And even in the the I don't know how much you guys watched the pregame, there were already enough questions about Mahomes and the Chiefs. And you could tell Lamar Jackson, and good on him. He's a competitor, right? I mean, he doesn't want to hear this. Like, you know, well, you know, they've kind of had your number. And you could tell he didn't like that. Here's a little trivia for you in in that regard. Uh,
0: John Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson, after the game, spoke for a combined total of five and a half minutes. Ooh. <laughs> That is, I have the, I have them in front of me because we played them on the post game show on eight ten last night. I got three eleven for John Harbaugh and two nineteen for Lamar Jackson. By my math, that is five minutes and thirty seconds of combined press conferences,
2: not edited, including questions. <sighs> <laughs> well, and Harbaugh started off. He's they, and I quoted him at the beginning of my article because I saw it post game. He 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 said they just beat us. Yeah, they're a better football team at this point in time. I mean, what else is there to say? <laughs> well, here's
0: what I think. Here's what else I think we could say. I think that the Ravens could have, and I don't want to like, and you know, I don't want to equate the two teams. I've, I've made it clear. I think there's, I think there's a gold medal team and a silver medal team uh, in the AFC, and then then like six bronze teams, and they're all kind of fighting for that still. Maybe the Ravens belong in that tier. I don't know, but I do think that if you're like, all right, well, what could, what you know, even with them not being terribly lucky. Uh, with the Chiefs not being terribly lucky, you know what was there an alternate universe in which the Ravens uh, won that game? And I, I actually think that there is one. I think if the entire Ravens roster would have started their day Monday with a big bowl of magic spoon, mm. they would have they would have at the very least they might have still lost, but they would have known in their heart and soul that they had given it their best bet. Because you might say, wait a second, what's magic magic spoon? Is it some sort of like is it anti-Kryptonite to continue with Lamar Jackson's uh, logic? Is that are they? Is it just a big bowl of Infinity Stones? Well, it might as well be because Magic Spoon is a cereal with zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, and only three net grams of carbs in each serving. And we here, this is one of the joys of my professional career. I can help you get cereal for uh, a. a a better price for free shipping it's already fine but I don't you know you don't need you don't need this promo code I guess but I'd sure like it if you use it and I imagine you would too because if you go to magicspoon.com slash time you can get a variety pack of this cereal that will keep you from being blown out against great NFL teams in prime time it's in the copy it's unbelievable but it says it right here it says it's a guarantee uh, but they don't offer the money back guarantee for that they do if you don't like the cereal for any reason they'll refund your money no questions asked. But if you go to magicspoon.com slash time, you can get a variety pack and try the cocoa, the fruity, the frosted, and the blueberry. I was going to try the fruity one uh, for breakfast this morning, but Seth makes us record these (laughs) post-game episodes at like 4 a.m. And so I made a cup of coffee, and I'm going to try another flavor before before Friday's episode, I promise. But I didn't try a new one today. I'm partial to the cocoa. I think we found out the, the Taylor household is cocoa first.
1: Yes, it is still I, I, I'm checking and just like the chiefs, they still on top. <laughs> uh, it, it tastes it tastes great.
0: It seems too good to be true, but it showed up, and it's in a box. It's a tangible, real item. I don't know what to tell you. It, it, it exists. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, GMO-free. And again, you can uh, you can get a 100% satisfaction, guarantee. Uh, unlike the Baltimore Ravens, Magic Spoon will provide that. That's magicspoon.com slash time. You can use the code time for free shipping. That's right. Time's ours, now bringing you cereal via the podcast, with free shipping attached to it, I think this show has reached its, its peak form. I also need to tell you about Pepsi. That's a new one, and that's exciting, because I like that. I like that good brown stuff. <laughs> well, I, mean, <laughs> I like that sweet sugary drink. Uh, thanks to uh, a lack of uh, natural athleticism or commitment or overbearing sports parents, fewer than 1% of 1% of 1% of people will ever play professional football. This intro is savage as hell right now. Yeah, we're talking <laughs> to you. You didn't make it. You're not You're not strong enough. You're not tall enough. You're not quick enough. You're weren't harsh enough you didn't commit so you're not playing professional football but that's okay because instead of entering the nfl we've all joined another league the league of football watchers this football season will be different and pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this says we can share a thing that we're excited to watch from home for a specific team like seeing sam Darnold evolve into an elite quarterback or watching tom brady <laughs> pass to gronk in a bucks uniform and i gotta tell you this copy keeps getting funnier This is good copy, Pepsi. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. And I would love, I got to, oh boy, hold on. I'm going to come back to this. I got a Pepsi take that I don't think the world's ready for. It says outro, sorry, Pepsi made for football watching. You can go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. You should do that. I want to say something. I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna stand by this. I have said this before. I've said this before. Pepsi was anywhere near this this lovely podcast. Cherry Pepsi, Wild Cherry Pepsi. I, I'm partial still to like the '90s label design version of it, but whatever it, whatever can it's in. Wild Cherry Pepsi is a is a top five soft drink. Classic, just a classic. It is. It is a classic. There is something specific about it being pepsi with whatever their cherry situation is i like cherry flavored things kind of generally speaking i think i i think genuinely i think the best cherry beverage is wild cherry pepsi i don't know if that's something that you guys have analysis on i I wanted to talk about some other things seth wrote Uh, seth did you write about wild cherry pepsi i feel like you (laughs) don't share my love that's okay i got enough love
2: for it for all of us no, I wild cherry Pepsi is delicious. Um, I I don't drink a lot of uh I don't drink a lot of pop. Uh, you didn't just... until now and now you've got Pepsi you got Pepsi in one of those fun hats with straws and two cans. A- oh no, absolutely no after after listening to that read and <laughs> listening to Pepsi largely uh dunk on their proposed customers. <laughs> I love it.
0: I love that strategy <laughs> that, was a great, dude.
2: that was that no, was great look. <laughs> <laughs> drink, <laughs> yeah, drink that's gain a little more weight, fatty. <laughs> just like, holy cow! Man, you know, what I just found lead. out though.
0: I just found out that Pepsi Zero Sugar is a thing, and Wild Cherry Pepsi. I knew, I knew Pepsi Zero Sugar was a thing. I found out uh, che- Wild Cherry Pepsi Zero Sugar is a thing. I don't mean. Nice. I'm not gonna, I won't. I won't kick it out of bed for drinking Pepsi. What is that? How that phrase works? I don't know. This is great. So. We got. You know what I'm it gonna do. Like- you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna open the fruity magic spoon. I'm gonna pour cherry Pepsi on it. I don't give a damn. I'll do it. That's. I'm gonna.
2: I'm, I, ha- I feel like I have to do that now, right? That that's like that's like you know when you were a kid and you like you know poured some cocoa puffs and then poured some chocolate milk onto your cocoa puffs oh, and my, maybe put that a little chocolate me, syrup on top of it that and yeah like, yeah yeah. that's me that, today that's still that's me just so you know what you you know what i've always wanted to try just as long as we're talking about things i've always wondered what it would be like to do like a, a cocoa cereal but use french vanilla creamer as your milk <laughs> yeah you'll go and you'll you'll see jesus right after you eat it but it'll be awesome. <laughs> <You will. laughs> It's like, it's like, Lord, I, I'm done waiting. Let's just get this <laughs> over with.
0: If, I'll tell you what, though. If you do it with, with Coco Magic Spoon, it's, it all evens out. It all comes yeah. out in the wash at that point. It really, honestly, that's not even a joke. I just think it would be a net neutral at that point. I I actually agree. That's the that's the magic of Magic Spoon. All right, I'm gonna eventually sometime in the next week. You're gonna see a video of me on Twitter eating Magic Spoon with wild cherry Pepsi on it. I, I'm nothing if not if not committed, and I shouldn't be anything other than perhaps committed to like somewhere to help me with the things I promised to do on this podcast because it's not healthy. Um, magic Spoon is. I think Pepsi is a health drink. None of that. I'm just saying the fact that I agreed to do that without anyone even asking. That's unhealthy. That's the unhealthy thing. Uh, not for my body, but for my spirit. <laughs> Let's talk as long Seth, as, you look, about
1: it. Just as long as ahead, you're me. aware. That that's all, Josh. Just as long as you're aware.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, no, I I know that my way of life I listen, I'm gonna live fast and leave a beautiful corpse in terms of the bets that I make. Like eventually I'm gonna say like I'll oh, throw myself onto a herd of uh of uh what's the spiky animal called? <laughs> it's too early. Porky, porky <laughs> bites. Porcupines!
2: <laughs> Whoa! That is that is not an obscure animal, Josh!
0: No! I just totally blanked! I, to I was you thinking think about porcupine! A I want you know the word that was in my head was pine cones! <laughs> that wasn't gonna do it! Just your imagination. Pine cones Tom. was not gonna just, do just, it. Just
1: just use your imagination.
0: Oh, Pine cones. I should have had magic spoon for breakfast.
1: I did. I have
0: just rushed right in. Fun fun porcupine uh, fact.
2: Um yes. man, I'm getting old. Woof. Yeah, no. <laughs> hell yeah, dude. Rip it. I What's up, bringing, dude? Tell us about these I'm bringing pokey some boys. In, I'm bringing some intense dad energy to the pod today. So fun porcupine fact. Did yes. you know that they climb trees and climb them very well? And the only reason we knew this is my family and I were driving around and my wife basically said, you know, she phrased it her way, the equivalent of, what in the name of God is up in that tree? And Get I, out! I over, and, and yeah, and like 50 feet off the ground on this big oak, there's this porcupine just hanging out on a branch. And <laughs> Where I heard a was this? Uh, this was in Brainerd, Minnesota. In Do the middle of town. You porcupines in Minnesota? Oh, we got porcupines all over the place in Minnesota. What? It's actually kind of dangerous if you think about it. But no, they're everywhere, man. Mm. And they're like the most chill animal because they just walk around. They're a lot like skunks because they just walk around knowing like nothing wants the smoke like yeah. they're just like they're just like oh look a pack of wolves i'm just gonna kind of wallow right through these guys like what's up dude how's it going hey everybody i'm a porcupine you bite me it. i dare you idiot yeah yeah you don't you don't want this and so no they climb trees and if it's the most incredible dare i say majestic sight that you could see is a big old porcupine just chilling 50 feet off the ground Boy, they got to stay there, huh? Boy, they sure cannot bear. (laughs) You
0: cannot. You do not want to walk underneath a clumsy porcupine. (laughs) (laughs) This is amazing. I yeah. a part of my hashtag brand is that like I have a real love for possums. Like I saw a possum, like a live possum, whenever I was driving home last night after doing post game from the game and everything. And I it just it like it just gave me a little extra, it gave me like some genuine joy. I think I said, "Oh, a possum!" out loud to myself in a car that only I was in. <laughs> and I love I love weird I love weird animals like that that I don't think we appreciate enough. I think porcupines belong in that category. I had no idea they lived in North America.
2: Oh, yeah, all over North America, man. Also, do yourself a favor, and I want you to write this down. Kay. When we're done, YouTube, yes. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Porcupine, or not Porcupine, sorry, Possum, mm. Boil. Okay? Oh, no. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Possum, Boil. and you're I welcome. I Googled it. It doesn't, it doesn't
0: seem like this is going to be one of the things that uh, plays well with my newfound love of possums, but I'll watch oh, it no, anyway. No, 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 no,
2: it really does. It's just a hilarious Okay, scene. very good. And you really should watch Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's hilarious. I, but anyway. This is I boy.
0: This so is off. Far. This is off of absolute nothing. But I have had the scene where they sing uh, "I want it that <laughs> way" stuck in my head for like four or five days. Now I do not watch the show, but I've seen that clip multiple oh, times to the so point funny. that I hear in my head where I, I just I hear the song play, and then I hear now number five. Like I hear it <laughs> yeah, that way. Now I hear that it that just- way.
2: Uh, that is the funniest part, though. It's like, oh, chills. Actual chills. Yes. It's him. Number five killed my brother. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about that
0: part. <laughs> <laughs> we've funny. we've now spoiled that if you haven't seen it, but that scene is
2: unbelievable. When are we doing the podcast, you guys? Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's my fault. I I, I totally it all over this thing. I brought up a fun fact about porcupines. It's a good um, fact. Uh. It is. And much like if a porcupine were to fall on you, it would be <laughs> similar to what the Chiefs did to the Ravens.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Is this now the time? they where did not even this? see it coming. Is this now the time this, where we... This was... Go ahead. Yeah. No, please, Nate. Is this now the time no, where please, we need to mention that, out. like, hey, you know, it's like, it's like, it's like, you know, we used to play Nintendo and they go... <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know if that happened to the podcast or the Ravens just now. I feel like it might have been both.
2: (laughs) Yep, they saw a porcupine and, oh, but (sighs) to, 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 I don't know, maybe bring it around. I mean, this was the Ravens, this was the Ravens Super Bowl. This was, Mm. I mean, you know, it's not actually the Super Bowl. Come on, let's be real. But this was their game. They've had this thing circled for the entire offseason. This is going to be the, we're going to show the world who we are. And, Maybe they did. I don't know. I think they showed the world who they are against the Chiefs. And the thing that's going to be important for the Chiefs now is, you know, I think it's good that they get Belichick next because the the Patriots are playing real well. And I know we're going to get into that in the podcast later in the week. The Patriots are playing really well. Um, they're running the ball really well. And Belichick is, I do think the Ravens panicked a little bit. And allowed themselves to get taken out of their game plan because they mm. were running the ball pretty well early. That said, you know, if people want to really look at it, look at how running the ball was going for them later in the game. It's yeah. really, really, really hard to run the ball well when teams are cheating to that. It's and really also, hard. But later, later in the game, like, the Ravens had look, thrown the
0: ball more. Also, like they, it was not a sure thing they were going to be running the ball later in the game, and they were still doing a much better job defensively against it
2: absolutely and and that's that's the thing is it's just it's just hard to do um against a well coached defense now i'm curious what belichick's gonna bring like i i know again we're gonna talk mm. about that i think it's good for the chiefs because i never think it's a good thing when a team gets too into its own press um because and the chiefs especially they clearly and i think they take the lead from Mahomes homes on this the counting to four thing is just just I mean just just delicious just I mean delicious that was gross I'm sorry I did that um I'd like to apologize to all of your ears. we did like forty five really good very serious minutes of this podcast <laughs> I just want everyone to appreciate um,
0: that before they tweet us'm I'm, the I'm bringing i'm bringing
2: I'm bringing analysis of the team around I swear they they look for these things. They they look for these things to hang on to. There's a reason Frank Clark is talking about, you know, we kicked they door in and took their took stuff. I'm not as Shh. <laughs> Do it again yeah. one more time. <laughs> took they <day. laughs> They just took it. And Tyron Matthew tweeting about things right afterwards. I mean, they they knew and they hung on to it. And I think they're a team that kinda needs that mental edge a little bit. They talked after the Chargers game that it was kinda weird being in front of no fans. And mm-hmm. they said they felt like they came out really flat. Well, they had to do something similar. I think the Ravens they had like 250 fan or not fan, but like family members. Yes, family members and, not like, and close employees yeah.
1: and 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 and, yep. and and people most invested in the outcome of last night's game. Oof.
2: Oh, man, that's which, you know, that's a bummer for them how that how it went (laughs) down. But the the Chiefs seem to to look for things to like grab onto and feed off of. And they they, that that's a good thing. And now it's going to be kind of for the Chiefs. It's going to be interesting. So what's the next thing? what's the next mm. nobody believes in us you know remember when tom brady on their way to like their sixth super bowl when he gave an interview he was like i know everyone thinks we suck and you know we're no good anymore right. and the whole world collectively rolled their eyes of course now that it's my team <laughs> i want that energy <laughs> right <laughs> right and, and so now they're going to need to look for that next thing and so i'm curious if what mahomes and, and the team gloms onto next is yeah well you know the nfc's so much better you know, or, you know, if, if if this were the Seahawks, it'd be different. If this were the, you know, whoever, the Packers, it'd be different. Which, man, with Aaron Rodgers and Russ Wilson currently playing in fire-breathing dragon mode, mm-hmm. man, that's, that's the Super Bowl I want. Either one of those guys. Um, yeah. Maybe preferably Rodgers because I don't know how many years he's got left. But, I mean, we'll see. It's week three. Lots of crap can happen. But holy cow, they look good.
0: I want to make sure you guys both get a chance. Also, to talk about anything else like that you've both written about, and, and Nate, you wrote more specifically also about Andy Reid's play calling, and and we you know we've touched on some of like the funny, hilarious things within all of that. But but what what else in that in that range
1: do you think is worth spending a little time on here today? Um, in, in terms of in terms of the offense, um, I, I just. I think we should give a lot of credit, and I, I specifically wanted to ask Patrick this after the game, but, you know, it looks like Andrew Wiley is going to be okay. He was rushed to the hospital, you know, essentially an hour before kickoff, I think, um, was an inactive player. Uh you know, Andy Reid he said doctors did some tests. But, obviously, he, he he flew to Baltimore to be the starting right guard. And then Mike Rimmers, mm-hmm. who has been, you know, used mostly in training camp as, like, the swing tackle, right? Like, to replace Cam Irving. Like, hey, if something happens with Eric Fisher, something happens with Mitchell Shorts, I'll be, I'll be the next guy up at the tackle position. Because that's what I've been playing for most of my eight-year career. Uh, he slides in at right guard. Um, obviously, the protection calls with Patrick. Andy, Eric Benamy, and Austin Ryder, the center, were perfect. And then Mr. Rimmers executed. And so he deserves a crap ton of praise today because um, what he did against that Ravens defensive line, which is, again, one of the better ones in the league, is really impressive. And you never felt like the offensive line struggled anywhere near close to what they did last week. And if they have veterans who can do that, um in you know unforeseen circumstances, it bodes well for the team. And as long as Mahomes continues to play at this, you know, incredible level, uh, that offensive line should get better as the season goes on, just because you're gonna have more snaps, more chemistry, and things of the such. But um Mike Rimmers should receive a lot of praise today because uh he he Mm -hmm. unlike Justin Herbert you know he learned he was gonna start maybe an hour and a half, maybe, <laughs> yeah, and was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I can do that. Um, sure, like they're gonna be blitzing on every snap. All right, um, I'm gonna be mentally right and I'm gonna slide and make sure that Patrick Mahomes stays clean. And Patrick Mahomes was never sacked yesterday, and the Baltimore Ravens live and breathe on turnovers and sacks. Um, so yeah. shout out to Mike Rimmers. He should not be forgotten in all of this. I we talked about him a little bit, obviously
0: leading up to the game with all that news and whatnot. Um, I did. I don't think I heard his name during the game. Nope. I just, I, which is, uh, I, I mean, to your point, a huge, a huge compliment. Um, and Seth, you've mentioned that you've written once already, and you're looking to do it again. That's in the Chief of the North newsletter. You can check out all that on Seth's Twitter. Um, but you you have written some about how the Chiefs could kind of become the villain this year. Now we're three weeks in; that has happened. We, we've covered the reasons why to some extent. But anything else from in there that you you think we should
2: uh, we should cover? I, I think you know the the quote I started off with with Kalias Campbell kind of said it all. They really they are that team. They are they are the mountaintop now, and that's mm-hmm. going to be true. Um, until it's not like even losing mm-hmm. a game won't necessarily do it depending on how it happens. Um, And also, and this is going to be later this week, especially once the all 22 comes out, seriously, shout out to Steve Spagnolo. Yeah. Who is yeah. just, yep. I mean, he is just coaching his tail off. And again, it, we'll, we'll see what happens with Sneed. My fear with the way he, with the way he'd fallen with whatever. I, I don't know if anything came out, what happened with him it was his shoulder, um, I was afraid of a collarbone. Yes,
0: it looked like collarbone. I think Andy Reid was more vague yeah, about it's, it. Right it's
1: now. a it's a right collarbone, and based on Logarius's tweet late last night, it does not appear that he will be playing on Sunday. Just just inferring mm-hmm. his words. Um, so, uh, you know, he sent his prayers, and now he needs to. You know, um, I actually you you keep talking, <laughs> Seth, and I'm going to read his, his tweet here in a minute. Um. And so with, with Sneed, you know, going down, they still
2: had Bashad Breland out. Um, and, hey, shout out to Brett Veach because the fact that we're talking about a fourth-yard cornerback going down as a big loss, mm-hmm. um, even if it's for a few weeks, and it is, um, that's impressive. Um, good on Brett Veach. But Spagnolo is just, I mean, Tedrick Thompson was so reviled by Seattle fans. I didn't even review his mm-hmm. film when they signed him. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I, I reviewed the wrong safety. I'm an idiot. Um, and he is just, he takes, he takes secondary players and puts them in a position, doesn't ask them to do things that they're bad at. Generally speaking, except occasionally Daniel Sorensen, but Sorensen, he he, he's, he's helped Sorensen become a much more productive player, right? Mm -hmm. He just Mm -hmm. doesn't ask them to do things that they're bad at. He limits their responsibilities to their strengths Generally speaking, and I think he can do that because Tyron Matthew and Juan Thornhill, and to a lesser extent, maybe Charvarius Ward, right? Mm-hmm. And he's taking these guys, and he is just creating a good defense out of them. So shout out to Steve Spagnuolo for the job he's doing, because um, they're doing this without Bashad Breland. This is a better defense by a, a decent margin with Breland on the field because he plays physical and he plays smart. He helps against the run. Yep. He helps contesting passes. He's a good corner. And so they, they I mean, they starting off the season without their starting corner, the guy who's been their most consistent corner last year, and they're three and zero, and the defense is looking solid and good on good on Spagnolo. It's just fun to watch. And I'm curious how he's doing it. It looks like he's doing a like he might even had four safeties on the field. Yes. Because he's he's just he's a madman. And he's just that's the biggest thing where I feel like his his skill set's coming through. And so I want to write about that later this week is how he's he's just okay, we're down some corners. Well, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna put four safeties on the field and play some mm-hmm. wild zone looks and mm-hmm. and, and hopefully. That's okay. Now we'll see how it goes against a veteran like Cam Newton, as opposed to Jackson, who is still very early in his career.
1: Le, LeJarius Need said, uh, "Quote: uh, Say my prayers and go back to planning. Hashtag God's timing." So, doesn't appear mm. to be positive in the in the immediate. We haven't really said. I feel like it would be unfair not to set you
0: up for this. We haven't talked a lot specifically about Chris Jones. Um, I think we mentioned Frank Clark here and there. We've definitely talked about the pass rush, being able to kind of be the thing that that's freed up what the chiefs are able to do a little bit in that very different, very fluid, very hurt secondary. But I, I don't, I don't know if we can say enough that Lamar Jackson was under a hundred yards passing in this game counting the sacks they they had a net of 70 yards in their passing game not counting scrambles on broken plays and stuff but like he threw for 97 yards took 27 yards in sacks they ran the ball pretty effectively early in the game obviously but but never never really converted that into actual points i mean the 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 leading receiver by the way like did we did we see Mark Andrews I saw him like uh, like three times they ac- he actually was targeted eight times but three mm-hmm. of those were actually completed Damian Wilson had a little pass break up. Right. the ball was the ball was behind him but he got he had a BL PBU. Yeah. like good for you the, the the leading receivers for for the Ravens last night were JK Dobbins Mark Andrews Marquise Brown in that order 38 22 13. like it, it's just uh, the, the process I think typically you know, is is a more interesting conversation than the result because the res, you know you, you can have bad processes with good results and and the inverse et cetera et cetera, but the it's one of the times whenever I do like to just kind of soak up a box score because it's so outlandish that I, I just I mean if if the Jets if if Sam Darnold threw for ninety seven yards Oof. in a game it would Oof. be like it would be the joke of the season Oof. and. And that's what Lamar Jackson Don't did. put that they, on they, that man. They ended up running the Josh? Ball. No, I don't I don't want to. I don't mean to. But like we get all those tweets about like, oh, if Patrick Mahomes made this throw, we'd be talking about it all week. Which is, you know, I mean, the thing is that Mahomes does that like seven times a game, and that's sort of part of his whole deal. But like that the Jets offense sucks. And they ran the ball for a hundred yards and threw it for one fifty against the Colts while getting absolutely blown the hell out. I mean,
2: <laughs>
0: I, it's just it's a result from the Chiefs' defense that I, I think we do the right thing by starting with the offense on a weekly basis. But I don't. I also mm. don't know if we can continue to give them enough credit defensively.
2: I I'm absolutely with you on that. Um, Jones is a difference maker, and you you saw. We talked a lot about Jones and Clark not being healthy at the same time a lot last year. Um, We've talked about that this season, and we've seen the difference that it it has made. Um, uh, You know, they were pretty quiet against the Chargers, which, again, the Chargers just play the Chiefs well. And, again, matchups matter. But, like, against the Texans and the Ravens, you could see the the cumulative value or the exponential value of two great pass rushers. Um, Mm -hmm. Because – and they played a disciplined game, too. Yes. In terms of, you know, it's tough rushing the passer also – I got to check the film on this, but for the second week in a row, I'm like, hey, shout out to Taco Charlton, who Mm -hmm. I could be wrong here, but he showed up a little a few weeks in a row now where it's like, man, it seems like he's getting after the passer a little bit. And so they really, they they are based around being able to get some pressure up front and playing smart coverage on the back end. Um, Also... Gonna have to look at Willie Gay snaps. There's a lot to look at because Willie Gay saw the field. Got a little. People got a little, have been waiting. Got, got,
1: little, got that little sprinkle of Willie Gay, didn't you? Gay, didn't you? Yeah, we just didn't sprinkle. I feel like it, someone told me that that was gonna It's happen. coming, guys. It's coming. October's right around the corner. Hell, you don't even want to see what November <laughs> looks like. Just a little sprinkle. Just sprinkling right now. Hell, we might get the pepper out and start crackling Willie Gay for a couple snaps. Couple <laughs> series. Okay. <laughs> right now we're sprinkling, but that that pepper cracker, it's it, it, it gonna be out there. So, like, yeah, I mean Again, it's just masterful from Steve Spinola, but, but please continue. I just want to make a point. Look, ma'am, um, Willie Gay is extremely talented. We all know this. Um, he's gonna get better because he gonna get better. So just, just, just enjoy the sprinkling from now because it it may be it may be gallons of Willie Gay come December. Oh out here just just dropping little
2: tidbits that just make me so happy anyway um i'll say that you know what i'll be the
0: contrarian i don't like the phrase gallons of really gay i don't like
1: (laughs) 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 i don't like describing people in terms of
0: gallons (laughs) (laughs) sprinkle i was okay with crackling of yeah all right gallons no i'm out actually and for that reason i'm out
1: you don't want some Willy Gay I, I hot just,
0: sauce? Is that what you're looking for? Some hot sauce, that's better. That's some, that's good. I'm okay I with that. I will take. I will take
2: oceans of Willy Gay Jr. <laughs> I don't like.
0: <laughs> I do not like describing people in liquid form.
2: I think that's yeah, what I it is. Do. I can tell that's where the. It's like the equivalent. Some people can't stand the word thigh or moist, and you are just out here with like, please stop describing thigh. people as liquid. Yeah, I don't feel thigh. like I've heard anyone that has an issue with the word thigh before. But I don't know oh my goodness! Out. Hey, shout out to my big sister Sarah. Die. There you go. That one's just for you. She hates that word with a burning passion. It's I hated like, it, <laughs> it that time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just a quick note on Willie Gay. I know we gotta go. Um the sideline to sideline speed shows up. Um, he also got faked out of his jock on one of the Ravens runs, which again, he's a rookie. These things are going to happen, and that's probably why you're just getting a sprinkle, as opposed to the the right now you're just getting ounces the as buckets. opposed yeah. as opposed to the buckets <laughs> and. And the bathtub full full. tanks, yeah. the, the <laughs> waterfall. Get later? The, water.
0: <laughs> the waterfall. Okay. Also, we, still, you know, I'm a, yeah, you guys need the football game that happened that I'd rather talk about instead of what we're doing right now. Uh, Anthony Hitchens had that screen that he blew yep. up. He blew that up not because he's faster than anybody on the Ravens' offense, but because he knew it was coming. Like that's he, the kind of that wait. Spags has him there for that. You know what I mean?
2: He, yeah. Yep, well done you. On just a side note with Anthony Hitchens, people want to know what he brings to the team because yes, his sideline to sideline speed hasn't been great. He and Wilson have struggled with some tackling stuff. But on that screen, (laughs) he had to stop. Because he yeah. wanted them to throw the ball. So you saw him like, oh, nope, nope. Better wait here for a second. I'm just going to let him decide to throw the ball. So he thinks I'm not. Okay, now I'm going to get him. <laughs> it was yeah. the funniest thing because it was so well read. But that sideline to sideline speed with Willie Gay Jr., just keep an eye for that because you could see a difference on a few of those Jackson runs to the edge. You can see the difference it makes having someone that can get to that sideline faster. And I'm curious to see how it goes moving forward uh for them and you know the you know what no i can't do it to you again josh and, and you got to stick the inc- landing you got to stick the increased- landing it's becoming a problem i have run out of right now we've got milliliters <laughs> Of Willie Gay Jr. and much like with delicious cherry Pepsi, you don't want milliliters. You want liter upon liter. You don't want you don't want to pick up that stupid little can of Willie Gay Jr. You want that giant two liter that's somehow cheaper than the can than the twenty ounce. That two liters cheaper. Two liters of Willie Gay Jr. is only ninety nine cents, guys. Whereas the twenty ounce, for some reason, is a buck thirty nine, and no one knows why. <laughs> Sorry, that's always bugged me.
1: <laughs> I
0: wanna pour them all over my magic spoon. What? Why? <laughs> no.
2: Stop it. Oh look do that just anymore. found the line.
0: <laughs> Are you no, I've been I've been pushing away from my microphone, terrified of what you're gonna say next now for the last uh god, hour and fifteen minutes. Uh yeah, it's fair so that's for the last three years. Uh, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> I think that's the end of this episode of Times Ours. Uh, for more from all of us, follow everybody on Twitter. All right, Nate's got the the in game observations. And if you're listening to this show, I can't imagine not following Nate. For during the games and then also as soon as articles come out, tweets them out there at by Nate Taylor. Seth is at Real MN Chiefs fan. You can also check out the Chief North newsletter there. I'm at JB Briscoe. I also do radio. In fact, I gotta talk to Seth again later today. If you like, if you're like, oh boy, Seth wasn't gross enough on this podcast. Will he talk anywhere else today? Like, yeah, to me again with my headphones uh, plugged into an electrical socket instead of into a radio board Uh, but you can uh, follow all of us there also if you go to theathletic.com slash times ours there's always something there that will make it even easier for you to subscribe to the athletic if you haven't already i cannot suggest that enough so you can see all the great work by by nate and by seth and by everyone else on the athletic i'm talking national nfl writers i'm talking about local kansas city writers like alec lewis covering the royals and literally anything that the athletic does it's all one subscription you knock it all out. You go to theathletic.com slash times ours and you can uh, get all of that there. Alright, Nate, I'm genuinely horrified to find out if you're going to go liquid porcupine
1: or something else here. Hopefully not both. Please don't make this about liquid porcupine. I, I, I'm not gonna do that. All I'm gonna Thank all you. I'm gonna say is, you know, uh, Eric Bienemy got in them boys as you know what, and them boys went out and scored a touchdown. Woo! So um, just 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 Woo! attack the rest of the week like Eric Bienemy attacks. Uh, the Chiefs offense when when a series <laughs> doesn't go well that, that's that's all we, that's all I want to say.